Good afternoon, everyone. It is February 24th, and we're here with our usually, almost always, weekly video and webcast, broadcast, podcast from the Missouri Funeral Directors and Bombers Association here in Jefferson City. First off, we want to thank everyone who was able to head over to the Capitol this week for our legislative day. Had a good turnout, had a very good day. Uh, got to uh, sit on some hearings, got to talk with a lot of people, got to uh, push uh, some of the bills that we were hoping it gets, particularly Senate Bill 116, that has passed the Senate and is now over on the House side. There was also a hearing on Senate Bill 32, which has to do with the auditing process of pre-needs and uh, a whole lot of other things going on. Uh, look for some more updates on all of that coming out soon. But this week, what we want to talk about is something that not one, not two, but three funeral homes called us up about this week, and it had to do with recreational marijuana. I'm sure you're all aware that this uh, year, starting at the first of the year, that recreational marijuana Marijuana is now legal in Missouri based upon a constitutional amendment that was passed last year. And so we've had several questions from funeral homes dealing with this. And we're going to take the easy one first, because the first one, as it had to do with people smoking marijuana on a funeral home property, and whether or not they could prohibit that. Well, absolutely, yes, it it is your property. If you don't want to have smoking on your property of any kind, you can say, no, we can't. Of course, even though recreational and medical marijuana is legal in the state of Missouri, the normal rules dealing with whether or not you're allowed to smoke in a given location is the same in just about every instance for tobacco cigarettes and marijuana cigarettes. So if you're not allowed to smoke a cigarette at a concert. You're not allowed to smoke a marijuana cigarette at a concert either. So you can obviously prohibit the use of uh, any type of smoking at your place of business. The twist that a funeral homes have on that, however, is the fact that they had smoking areas. It was a porch that was outside of the building, and they allowed people to smoke cigarettes there. And as well, if we allow people to smoke cigarettes there, do we have to allow them to smoke marijuana cigarettes there as well? The answer is no. It's still your property. You can say no to that. I'm sure you've all seen some smoking area that although it allowed cigarettes, it had a sign up on the wall that said uh, no cigar or pipe smoking. Well, perhaps it would be a good idea to put a, a sign up in your area that says no cigar, pipe, or marijuana smoking. That would be certainly something you could do. Once again, it is your property. Uh, obviously, you can't allow smoking of any type in an area if such that you fall on any, any state, county, or city regulations that prohibit smoking in a place of business or a public place or anything like that. But even if smoking is allowed for tobacco cigarettes on your property, you can obviously say, no, we're not going to allow marijuana smoking if that uh, is your decision. Of course, you can do that. Now, the more trickier question has to do with employment practices. Employment practices with now that marijuana uh, recreationally is, can I say I don't want to hire somebody or I want to discharge somebody because they tested positive for THC? That's the uh, 
psychoactive chemical in cannabis. Uh, they've tested positive, so can I release them or not hire them in the first place? Well, again, the general rule in Missouri, the high-level rule in Missouri is still in most instances, in most cases, we are an employment-at-will state, which means you can terminate somebody or not hire them for any reason or no reason at all, unless, of course, that reason is a protected class. You can't obviously say, I'm not hiring this person because of their race. I'm not hiring this person because of their sex and all the other protected classes that are out there. You can't do that. So is marijuana smoking a protected class? Eh, not quite. Usually not in most cases, but a little bit in some. <laughs> Let's try to break that down. First, we have to deal with medical marijuana. Although medical marijuana has been legal in Missouri for uh, some time now, the amendment that made recreational marijuana legal had a twist to it. There was a provision in there that most people I don't think were aware of. It said that employers are not allowed to discriminate or take any employment action on anyone just because they have a medical marijuana card or if they have a medical marijuana card. So you could not say, oh, this person has a medical marijuana card, therefore I will not hire them. Or I found out this person has a medical marijuana card, therefore I will terminate them. That would be illegal under the constitutional amendment. You cannot do that. Uh, you should not even ask if somebody has a medical marijuana card um, uh, on their employment application. If, you're, if there's any chance that they could say that that's the reason you didn't hire them, you don't want to be doing that. Don't do it. Okay. Now there is, of course, <laughs> an exception to the exception. And this is one place where you might have to know this. Uh, again, that was the general rule I just told you. There is an exception. First exception under the constitutional amendment is if that person's employment is such that federal law would still prohibit that person from being employed because of their marijuana use and their medical marijuana card. Marijuana, remember, is still illegal under federal law. And so there are people who are like contractors for federal for the Department of Transportation, the Federal Department of Transportation, who are not allowed to hire people that uh, or have people on the job for that particular work that's done in connection with the federal government. So that would be one exception if you are if you are subject to federal law. I don't know if any funeral homes would have that. Uh, but if, if for any reason that's the case, then that would be an exception. The other one that would apply to more people is that you, the uh, exception saying you cannot take an employment action for somebody who has a medical marijuana card does not apply if that employment, if that use of marijuana would create a safety hazard for your employees or for your customers or anything like that. That's a much grayer area, of course, because what creates a safety hazard? Well, the most obvious potential one is somebody driving a vehicle. They're driving a vehicle. They're taking families to and from the cemetery, to and from the church, something like that. Obviously, if they're impaired, you, they can't be doing that. And it doesn't matter if it's marijuana, alcohol, or something else. An impaired driver can't be driving those people. And so if the fact that they have that medical marijuana card could create a safety hazard for that situation. That would be an exception to the constitutional amendment. Now, as you probably figured out, even just the way I said that, that's a 
potentially a very vague and gray area, what is and what is not a safety concern. No doubt these issues are going to wind up in the courts. And as a matter of fact, if you take a look at uh, even some of the big high power law firms in the state of Missouri that do employment law uh, all the time, if you they'll have a lot of them have articles out there on this. You can just Google it. All you got to do is Google Missouri marijuana law and employment, and you'll have a whole bunch of spate of articles from some very qualified, very good people out there that talk about this. But at the very bottom, very often it says this is an evolving area of the law. That means there's going to be a lawsuit. Somebody's going to sue somebody about something and it's going to be winding up in the courts. Six months, a year from now, I think we'll have much better guidance on what you can or cannot do. But right now, it is definitely a gray area. So you have to be very, very careful because you don't want to be the first one over at the courthouse saying that you improperly discriminated against somebody who had a medical marijuana card. All right. What about recreational use of marijuana? In many respects now under Missouri law for employment, it's uh, not too much different than alcohol, okay? Obviously, you can say no consuming of marijuana during working hours at our place of business. We do not allow that here. We don't allow you to smoke on breaks. We don't allow you to drink on breaks. We don't allow you to do anything like that at our place of employment while you're being paid. That one's easy. Yes, you can do that. You Even medical marijuana, you do not have to allow someone to be smoking that during working hours at your place of business. You can prohibit that. But what if you do a drug test and somebody who, to your knowledge, has never done it at your place of business, they register a, a reading on THC? Well, again, uh, if you take a look at at the constitutional amendment, it says you are not allowed to take an employment action against someone who has a medical marijuana card. It's certainly a reasonable argument to say, well, then the opposite of that means you can take an employment action against somebody who doesn't have a medical marijuana card. The flipping flip that around and that, that kind of makes sense. And that may be what the courts eventually decide. But once again, it is a definitely evolving area of the law. The most important thing, of course, regardless of anything else, is you don't want impaired people on the job. Whether or not, whether it's alcohol, whether it's uh, opioids, whether it's marijuana, you shouldn't have people that are impaired on the job, period. How do you determine that? Well, I'm not qualified to tell you that, but there are people out there that are, and you can Google that as well. And another great resource to check with this is your insurance company, your liability insurance company, your automobile insurance company, and uh, your workers' compensation insurance company. Because the people that are supervising your other employees need to be able to recognize the signs of impairment. Now, a lot of us might be able to recognize the signs of impairment for alcohol consumption, but we may not be able to uh, automatically be able to recognize the signs of impairment from marijuana consumption. So you're going to want to be able to do that as well. And remember, if you do have to uh, have a situation with an employee, you always want to make sure that you have the proper documentation. You have things spelled out clearly in your employment manual. If you don't allow this at work, you don't allow this not at work. Everybody needs to know what the rules are 
Make sure they know what the rules are. Make sure you give them what the rules are. Make sure they sign something that says, I received a copy of the rules. All right. The last thing is that the constitutional amendment also allows people that had prior marijuana convictions of a certain level to have those expunged. If they're expunged, they're not there anymore, and you cannot ask about it. Do not ask on an employment application, have you had any marijuana convictions expunged? Don't do it. Those are out. It's like it's like it never happened as far as you're concerned. So don't be asking people. Um, you can ask about criminal history. That's fine. But they don't have to put that down if it was expunged because it's not on the record anymore. So don't say, have you ever been convicted of a crime or had a conviction expunged? Don't do it. Don't do that. Well, I wish we could give you more definite answers on all this. And we probably will six, eight months from now. But since we've had questions on that, I needed to at least touch base on it. With the answer is, be careful. Be reasonable. Document your reasonable activities that you do with folks. Uh, check with your insurance company because they may have um, more specific guidelines. Last thing you want to do is have somebody that you're working and you find out they did something. And because of your procedures that you have in place or your lack thereof, the insurance company says, sorry, we're not covering you for that. All right. So that's all we have here for today. Again, if you were not able to come to the Capitol this week and you have an interest in any of these issues we've talked about, uh, the next of kin law, the right of sepulcher law, the pre-need auditing legislation, and very importantly, the arts examination for funeral directors have had call after call. I had two calls today of people saying, what can we do to do something about the arts examination? And I said, well, take a look at the emails that we sent out. Take a look at the magazine. We provide links to the two bills that are out there that deal with the arts examination. And if you weren't able to get here this last week in Jefferson City, then contact your state senator or your state representative. Call them up, email them, send them a letter. Tell them that you are have concerns if you do. Tell them you have concerns about the arts examination and you think something needs to be done about it. And then let them know that your association has a couple bills over there at the Capitol that are addressing this and that they can contact myself, our office, and be happy to go over there and meet with them and explain to them what we feel the situation is. And here are some possible ways to address that. So until next time then, hope everyone has a wonderful weekend coming up here. Hope that you stay warm when it's cold and cool when it's hot because it's been one of those weeks where you got to wear a sweater and be ready to put on shorts. <laughs> At least it was here in Jefferson City. Uh, oh, and also have an umbrella because it, uh, it rained cats and dogs here the other day as well. So until then and until next time, stay safe.